Welcome back, witches and other cottage folk. You've just entered the rolling hills and rocky streams of the northern Ozarks. Our cottage floats along the cloudy ridges of a lofty hillside, not far from a jewel-laden river and a small white clapper Christian church. Look around. You'll find clucking chickens and whittling woodpeckers, as well as underwater undines, a squawking blue jay, a cache of gold and a bag of Nordic runes, and two-year-old toddlers at play. Come on inside and enjoy a visit with me, Hester Makepeace, the Cottage Witch. Today is Tuesday, June 15th, 2021. And this coming Sunday is the summer solstice, otherwise known as Letha, or Midsummer. And for literary witches, Saturday night is Midsummer's Night's Eve, the perfect time for a nice Shakespearean dream. We'll begin our fairly in-depth exploration of color, meaning, and magic with a focus on jewelry, clothing, and cosmetic and home decor choices that could definitely enhance your witchy power. Also, I'm recording outside today on my front porch, so you will likely hear some chickens, one or both of my dogs, Percy and Violet, a car or two out on the road, a neighbor's lawnmower, and many, many chirping birds. Welcome to summer at Makepeace Cottage. You're also about to hear me weave together commonly agreed upon correspondences for a lot of colors and a few essential oils, along with my own interpretations and meandering ideas too. If you, like me, draw on inherent crone energy and have been practicing for some time, you may actually recognize one of my sources of information and inspiration today, Solitary Witch by Silver Ravenwolf. I've made a generalized run through the internet and rifled through my own books of shadows. Your choice of books may be quite different from mine. Your tradition may flow from a seemingly unrelated ancestral fountain, and your witchy energy is quite possibly younger in nature. And all of this is absolutely fine. Differences are great and should be celebrated. Feel free to weave your own type of magic around or in place of mine. Throw open your closet and look at all of the choices you already own. Pull out your dresser drawers. Take a look at your lingerie. Do you wear cosmetics? What are your preferred palettes? Nail polish? What about your jewelry choices? Are you into sunny gold or moonlight silver or both? I'm a fate of jade and turquoise, but I have quite a few gemstone pieces too. Mostly replicas, mind you, but every bit is sparkly. Do you dye your hair or have tattoos? What dishes do you have and towels and throw pillows? What colors dominate all of these pieces of you? Here's an activity for you to actually do to help you explore the intentional vibrancy and perhaps subconscious undertones of your own colorful personality. I want you to go from room to room and look from corner to corner and cabinet to drawer. Jot down the colors you love and that dominate, but don't miss the subtler ones that show up periodically too. When you're looking at a picture or painting, don't forget the frame. Is it wood or metallic, silver or copper or aquamarine? And don't just stay inside. Open a window or the back door. What color is your car? Have you planted any flowers lately? What color are they? Do you have a patio umbrella or cushions on your lawn furniture? Some of these items may have come with the place or were just passed down to you. Skim over those unless they really sing to you too. 
Pay attention to the wide variety of your own choices for the next few minutes. What three or four dominant colors do you select over and over again, perhaps without even thinking about it? Likely these mean something to you. Do your choices tend to fall into one or more overall color schemes or palettes? Are you into pastels or jewel tones, for example? Warm or cool colors? Flowing palettes or stark contrasts? Blasts of mini kaleidoscopic colors or the near absence of color? Do you need change? Or are you in a cozy cottage that already thrums to your colorful heartbeat? And what do those colorful choices mean about you? Finally, how can you change the mood of your space and yourself by incorporating different colors in new and more vital ways? Or more colors? According to Bernardo Torado, a project manager professional and the author of the Psychology Today article, What Does the Color You Choose Say About You?, the answer can be based on the one color that you are most focused on. Of the following, which one most commonly shows up in your color inventory? Right here, we're going to talk about black, white, red, blue, green, yellow, purple, and brown. Black. People who choose black as their favorite color are often artistic and sensitive. While these people aren't introverts, they are careful with the details of their lives and do not share easily with others. White. People who like white are often organized and logical and don't have a great deal of clutter in their lives. Red. Those who love red live life to the fullest and are tenacious and determined in their endeavors. Blue. If blue is your favorite color, you love harmony, are reliable, sensitive, and always make an effort to think of others. You like to keep things clean and tidy and feel that stability is the most important aspect in life. Green. Those who love the color green are often affectionate, loyal, and frank. Green lovers are also aware of what others think of them and consider their reputation very important. Yellow. You enjoy learning and sharing your knowledge with others. Finding happiness comes easy to you, and others would compare you to sunshine. Purple. You are artistic and unique. You have a great respect for people, but at times can be a bit arrogant. Brown. You are a good friend and try your hardest to be reliable and dependable. Flashy objects are not something you desire. You just want a stable life. Do your colors reflect that traditional yet admittedly somewhat superficial psychological makeup? And would you like to change that a bit? If so, I want you to listen to those qualities again. Just zip backwards a few seconds in the podcast and repeat them. But instead, I want you focusing on the qualities you would like to have more of. What traits would you like to experience more within yourself? And then, what color is associated with those traits? Consider incorporating that associated color into your life, too. If you are already doing that, nice job. Just keep it up and maybe do more. And we haven't really even gotten very witchy yet at all. Except that your own personal energy is about as witchy as it gets. Still, let's get a little weirder and wilder. Colors definitely have magical associations. They are definitely used for candle magic all the time, but also colors are used with almost every other kind of working and tradition you can think of, including 
elemental associations, moon magic and zodiac signs, kitchen witchery, flower and herbal magic, protection, attraction, binding and banishing, altars and ritual spaces, luck spells, sigils and runes, symbols and divination practices and oracle cards, and pretty much the crafting of anything in your witchcraft practice. They all almost always involve an intentional choice of color based on either the traditional associations or your own personal insight. Here's what Silver Ravenwolf has to say about so many of the colors in their correspondences. I'll begin with white, which while Ravenwolf doesn't mention this precisely, many people today believe that the color white, much like a nice quartz crystal, can stand in for just about any correspondence in a pinch. Ravenwolf points out that the following list represents cross-cultural beliefs associated with colors. Therefore, you will notice that some colors may have the same associations. Blue and black both represent wisdom. Here, black stands for the wisdom of the unknown or what has yet to be learned, and blue is for the wisdom of the spirit. So I'm going to begin with the color white. She says it's the goddess, ancient mother, purity, spirituality, devotional magic, general prayers, illumination, the cycle of life, goodwill, initiation, feminine mysteries, freedom, love, health, and to symbolize any person, place, or thing. Black is for returning energy to the sender. Also divination, protection, dark goddesses, time, chaos, the very first stage of a working, the beginning of creation, north, winter, rebirth, wisdom, the number eight, infinity, destroying bad habits, rest, investigation, and it combats hyperactivity. Use this sparingly, though, she says. Many practitioners follow the burning of a black candle with the lighting of a white one to bring balance to the magical working. The color blue-black, used for wounded pride, for broken bones to knit properly, and angelic protection. Violet, intelligence, calling the ancient ones. Create sigils, anything to do with government, truth, justice, humility, the planet Jupiter, religious devotion, and forgiveness. Lavender, peace, serenity, dreaming magics, invoking spirit when in the process of charitable works. Blue, truth, intelligence, wisdom, loyalty, fidelity, protecting one's reputation, peace, meditation, feminine mysteries, water, Great Mother, Queen of Heaven, Infinity, Poetry, Faith, the planet Venus, Defeating an Enemy, and Protecting Hearth, Home, and the Young. Green. Healing, the green man, god, or goddess of vegetation and forest. Youth, hope, happiness, new beginnings, improving the weather, financial gain with gold and silver, agricultural magic, abundance, prosperity, immortality, spring, the planets Venus, and Mercury. Clearly, my chickens like the green. Yellow, healing, energy of the sun, prosperity, self-esteem, intellect, intuition, goodness, humility, beauty, light, life, truth, and prosperity, attraction, and the God. Wear some yellow to a job interview to show that you can be trusted. If you wear brown, by the way, it says that you are responsible. Orange, Orange is all about opportunities, the ability to overcome challenges, break blocks, material gain. It helps to seal a spell, happiness, luxury, 
Remove feelings of abandonment. Red, action, passion, deep affection, courage, fire, masculine principle, festivity, strength, faith, life renewal, joy, summer, active leadership, expansion, the planet Mars. Pink, and this makes so much sense, is friendship and harmony. Silver is for money, moon magic, the charge of the goddess, the goddess herself, reality, connection to spirit, astral travel, freedom, to destroy illusions, restore balance, for endurance, for star magic and meditation, peace, and personal illumination. Gray is for stabilizing a disturbed personality. It can slow down a reckless person or situation. Use it in some glamouries, doing some glamour work. Wear this color with some green when applying for a loan or asking for a raise. And then brown or bronze is for soothing emotional upsets. It's for security, support, friendship, and nature magic, and the personality traits and the witchy correspondences that vibe with you. Where can you incorporate these color associations quickly and easily aside from all that spell work? Remember that home inventory we talked about earlier? New kitchen towels and summer-themed plates and bowls with a jazzy tablecloth could provide a fairly inexpensive facelift for the kitchen. Use green for vegetation and agricultural magic, or red for the magic of hearth fires to help your cooking. Orange, on the other hand, can help you overcome some kitchen challenges. The same can easily be said for the confined space of the bathroom. $20 on a new shower curtain can make a dramatic difference. Black and white can bring balance to your home. If it has a bit of lavender in the design, it will likely invoke peace and serenity and even get you into the mood for sleep with some dreaming magic. Additionally, if there are colors that you really hate or that totally bring you down or have exactly the wrong correspondences, toss them now if you can or soon. Give them away, pass them along, reduce or recycle, repaint it or recover something. Give it or yourself and even your whole closet a makeover. Get crafty or get aggressive. Just get that bad color gone and replace it with the exact colors. I'm a strong proponent of visiting yard sales and resale shops. Inexpensive and fun, especially if you invoke the hunting energy of the green man. Yard sailing is a great Saturday morning summertime activity. But I'd recommend a bit of smudging or other sort of cleansing magic before you bring your trophies inside. You want your energy and not someone else's in your revitalized space. We're going to take a quick break, after which we'll talk about coordinating your jewelry, clothing, and makeup with the days of the week and the elemental and cosmic energy you would most like to embody and project on a daily basis. Welcome back, cottage folk. We're going to end our color magic discussion by considering jewelry, clothing, and cosmetic choices based on day of the week color magic, and also incorporate some of those color magic associations we just went through. Luckily, some witchy planners and date books even make daily color suggestions. If you've noticed those, we'll explain exactly why those are often good choices for what a particular day may have in store.
By the way, I'm still recording on the front porch of Makepeace Cottage, but now it's Monday night. The background sounds are more likely singing frogs and trilling insects. So, I have been using Llewellyn's Witches Date Books for a decade. This publisher issues one every year, and mine go back to 2011. Every week has fun and useful information, so I hang on to them even when the year is over. I commonly clip some item from years ago and tape it into my current dot journal planner. But what I use these date books for most often are the daily color correspondences and suggestions. On Tuesday, June 13th of 2017, the color was red. The following Tuesday, June 20th, it was maroon. That's not surprising if you know the color associations for Tuesday. So let's start there. I'll use Silver Ravenwolf's book, Hedge Witch, and her chapter on hedge witchery in daily life, which begins with an amazingly useful list of some of the many correspondences for each day of the week. This is, in fact, what unlocked the mystery of the Witch's Day book color of the day for me just a year or so ago. Until then, I was flying blind as to exactly why any color was particularly good for any day. And now I'm weaving this in with information from a few favorite websites of mine too, which is of the craft.com for some juicy Norse and gemstone input and dayology.com for day of the week perfumes. And I'm now fairly certain that Llewellyn's date book will also weave in colors for the moon phases or relevant feast days and seasons, astrological signs and planetary movements. No, I am not going into all of that for every day right now. But I want you to know that it really is there, and these layered associations are really a thing. For years now, I have simply followed Llewellyn's color correspondences as suggestions for clothing and jewelry choices, and I usually felt pretty good when I did this. I was dressed for the day. I didn't do it all the time, but I did it often enough, and it was fun. Oh, and cosmetics? I really don't use them. Not unless someone's getting married or something, and by that, I likely mean someone very close to me. I do own makeup, and on the day or two of each year that I actually wear it, I can usually find my cosmetics bag, but not always. I am not strongly into glamour magic, and I don't like to put things on my face very much, but I am into color. Because it's today, let's see all the associations Ravenwolf gives us for Tuesday, but know that I'll be cutting down on the details as I continue Fire and Energy. Tuesday is ruled by Mars, the planet of success, action, and daring do. Fire and metal are the featured energies of this day. Save Tuesday for dealing with difficult people and issues, cultivating the warrior energy within yourself, and channeling that emotion in the right direction through positive action. It's a good day to buy small tools or have old ones repaired and cleaned. Also, a day for contacting mentors who are ruled by the element of metal. Baking, working with wax, firing pottery, or forging alliances all fall under Mars energy. Tuesday is also considered the primary day for workings for men, fathers, sons, grandfathers, male friends, and male partners. Add a fire element to your outdoor magical garden, such as a new grill, burn pit, offering cauldron, etc., and then make use of it every Tuesday. Plant, tend, harvest, or use these herbs on their favorite day. Basil, cactus, carrots, chili peppers, coriander, garlic, holly, horseradish, mustard, nettle, onion, pennyroyal, pepper, peppermint, pine, radish, shallot, snapdragon, thistle, woodruff, and wormwood. 
Notice that spicy theme through many of those? Work on issues regarding energy, sex, leadership, weapons, fire, assertiveness, doctors, especially surgeons, sewing, personal transformation, sports, winning, baking, and cooking. Really anything to do with fire. And today's colors, colors that shine, crimson, fiery red, lemon yellow, red ochre, rust, saffron, orange, scarlet. Seriously, red, yellow, and orange. By the way, in English, Tuesday is named for the Norse god Tu, T-I-U, Tu, who is, like Mars, the god of war. In French, however, Tuesday is called Mardi, or Mars Day, because that language is based on Latin. Basil, black pepper, carnation, clove, coxcomb, dragon's blood, ginger, hellbore, holly, patchouli, and red rose should all work for you. This leaves open a whole possibility of focusing seven future podcasts on each of the days of the week. This, however, is not that show. I'm going long already, but I will now briefly discuss the colors of each day of the week and why they are chosen based on the day's yummy pagan roots, along with the stones, metals, and perfumes that correspond to each day too. These are just fun suggestions to play around with as you prepare and create your own level of glamour magic and self-empowerment for each coming day. Wednesday, tomorrow, is named after the Germanic god Woden or Odin, the Norse all-father of the gods. The word Wednesday is derived from Old English and literally means Woden's Day. That's why it is spelled so oddly. Wednesday equals Woden's Day. In most Latin-based or Romance languages, the day is named after the god and planet Mercury. And by the way, Romance here means the language from Rome, which is Latin. So a Romance language is not about love. It's about Latin. In Spanish, this day is Miércoles, and in French, it's Mercury, Mercury's day. That quicksilver messenger god and the first planet of our solar system that whips quickly and closely around the sun. Both are associated with the speed of thought and therefore communication. Take care of all written stuff on Wednesdays. Letters, emails, cards to friends and family, and flowers to loved ones. FTD florists use mercury as their symbol of quick delivery. See, it's all related. And the colors, dusky silver, light blue, azure, dove, light gray, clear, or new color blends. And what perfumes does Dayology recommend for Woden's Day? Chamomile, eucalyptus, fern, forget-me-not, jasmine, lavender, verbena, periwinkle, mint, and sweet pea. This brings us to Thursday. If Woden gets Wednesday, it only makes sense that Thor gets Thursday. And yep, in English, this day is named for that god. In Latin, though, it's all about Jupiter, the great beneficent and benevolent god and planet of long-term good fortune and expansion, and also personal spirituality. So on Thursday, Run errands that involve the transaction of large sums of money or charity and your spiritual pursuits. Jupiter's job is to attract positive growth and good fortune. So this is a great day to start a new hobby, expand your garden, shop for large ticket items, give gifts, and do some healing work. Also, Jupiter represents both fire and water. Make some healing sachets or herbal washes. For Thursday's colors, think money and prosperity and healing and both fire and water. So the colors are red and green combined, sea green, 
deep blue or purple, violet, ash, lime, forest green, and a green and gold combination. The incense and perfumes associated with Thursday are cinnamon, musk, nutmeg, and sage. Oils are clove, lemon balm, oak moss, or star anise, and the stones are amethyst, lapis lazuli, sodalite, turquoise, and sapphire, all those blues. And Friday is all about love. In Norse mythology, it's Freya's day, and she's a beautiful goddess of love and fertility. However, to the Romans, this is Venus's day. In Spanish, this day of the week is called Viernes, and in French, it's Vendredi. So from entertainment to personal beauty and fixing up the place and all you do, Venus energy can be used dynamically for achieving the higher vibrations of love. Fridays are great days for personal beauty enhancements, making the home and garden an art-inspired sanctuary, building your altar, and healing through love. Entertainment and get-togethers with friends and family also fall under the power of seductive Venus. Her colors are any color that shines. White, purple, blue, green, and brown combinations, sky blue, copper, and brass. Her stones are emeralds and, of course, diamonds. Perfumes, cardamom, cherry, heather, ivy, lotus, rose, sandalwood, strawberry, vanilla, violet, and water lily. Enjoy the power of Fridays. Saturday is ruled by Saturn. This day is dedicated to the shadowy Anglo-Saxon god Satere, the equivalent to the Roman Saturn and the Greek Kronos. It is also associated with the Norns, the Norse equivalent of the three fates and the trickster god Loki. Saturn is the planet of limits as well as rewards through hard work. Its tasks include cleaning out the garage, the basement, the attic, those overflowing closets. Um, it's also a day for choosing appliances with your partner, picking up clutter, vacuuming, and you might want to erect a trellis or build a retaining wall or design a rock garden. Saturn is absolutely about borders and limits. Its colors are all dark tones. We'll start with black and dark green and dark brown for miracles wood colors, dark blue, maroon, all dark shades. And its crystals are obsidian, jet, coral, hematite, salt, lead, serpentine, and pewter. Saturday is also a strongly mystical day. Some of its plant and aroma associations also include frankincense, hemlock, hyacinth, moss, pansy, nightshade, and wolfsbane. So, Let's scurry onward to the days of the sun and the moon, shall we? Sunday is definitely about the color orange and the sun and all of the most ancient sun gods of the earliest people. Fire and gold rule Sunday, bringing vibrant, successful, and positive energy to any application or task. Above all, the sun symbolizes harmony and action, making Sunday a great day for family activities. The colors are obviously yellow, but also gold and purple combined, gold by itself, purple by itself, scarlet, bright red, orange, fire. Its focus is on all gold jewelry, but I also wear yellow and clear sparkling stones, as well as deep amber. Some of its scents and herbal associations include carnation, chamomile, ginseng, juniper, marigold, rosemary, St. John's wort, sunflowers, tea, and witch hazel. 
Finally, Monday is all about the silvery moon goddess and mystical and represents both mystery and allure as she brings the powerful element of water into play. Monday is a great day for working with water, washing the car, doing the laundry, taking a long luxurious bath. But given the moon's representation of our emotions, this is also a good day for a longer than usual meditation or creating new affirmations that fit what we truly want. It's a good day for creativity too, painting, creating new dance steps or composing music. Anything to do with fluidity, change, and emotion is all about the moon. Her colors are any color that's spotted or striped with white. Also cream, anything opalescent, pale yellow, pale green, pale lavender, pale blue, you get the idea, pearl, silver, and white. Think pale turquoise too, and abalone when you think jewelry, and of course, anything silver. Her herbs and scents include African violet, amber, birch, honeysuckle, jasmine, lavender, vervain, white rose, white iris, white poppy, willow, and ling lang. And of course, the best activity is drawing down the moon on a Monday. That's it for this most colorful podcast. I'll be posting episode nine on midsummer themes and ideas for a fun, informal summer celebration on Saturday morning. So you'll have it in time for some last minute planning for Saturday night, which is Midsummer Night's Eve, and Sunday itself, the very merry middle of the year. Until then, please share this episode with other like minded friends. And thanks so much for visiting me, Hester Makepeace, the Cottage Witch.